So the big question is this, how do people like you and me, who didn't get an MBA from Harvard Business School, who came from a modest background, how do we present our intelligence, our skills and our experience in a way that makes the top consulting firms hire us, yet still stay true to ourselves on the way? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Good morning, good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, or whenever you're hearing this. I'm going to report a little bit today on the news from the front, on successful candidates, on what made the difference, um, and how you can do this too. <laughs> I ha still haven't taught anybody a single framework, and I haven't taught anybody a um, an industry primer, and I haven't taught anybody... <laughs> you know, knowledge. You have enough knowledge. The thing you're struggling with is the, the shift from going from university where there is an exam and you have to know something to uh, consulting where you don't know things. Yeah? The key of the consulting interview is can you answer a question where you don't know the answer? So there are a couple of successful candidates. Um, what do they all report on? They all come back and say, thank you, Moritz, for your teaching and for your coaching. The difference was the mindset. My concept about what I'm expected to do and what I am able to do uh, has changed and therefore my performance has changed. And of course, all your scripts and your checklists, they are incredibly helpful. But I now understand that this is not about knowing anything. <laughs> By the way, I had just somebody come back from a BCG interview, and the question they got there was, we have a bank that considers investing into space mining in 50 years. Uh, what are a couple of factors they should consider in doing this? So <laughs> I, I can promise you there's no framework for this in the books and there is no framework for this. Uh, uh, oh, there's, no, there's no industry primer for this available. Um, and then it's just about being structured, not about knowing the structure. So they all come back when they're successful and, and they say, oh, the thing that was missing, the missing piece was understanding that I am good enough. The way I think and the way I do things is enough for this. And they only want to see, the interviewers only want to see whether I can use my brain, whether I dare to use my brain. It's nothing else. And it's also in my personal work as a consultant, the big shift came from moving from, oh, I have to deliver something but beforehand I know that it's the right thing to delivering something where I say, look, this is my opinion. This is my best thinking. Given the facts that I see, this is what I would do. 
without knowing that this is going to work out. Uh, consultants don't know if their stuff will work out. They've seen a lot and they're probably the best in the market to give you an opinion on what will work. But they never know if their stuff will work out. And there is a secret to it. You know, the consulting industry, very often when people criticize it, they say, well, these consultants come in and then they recommended a strategy that didn't work or they put together that blue book and nobody looked at it anymore and was never implemented and, and all of that criticism. But the thing is, if you never do things that don't work, it only proves that you're not really giving your best. Because giving your best entails that there is stuff wrong in there. Then you're just doing too little. Then you're just sitting there and you're not acting anymore. When I, in my company, I have a company that this is, it's a software company. And I have a fairly young team. And I always tell them, look, I, I want you to make mistakes. I want to see that mistakes. And if I have somebody who hasn't made a mistake in a while, then I'm curious because, look, how can it be? How can you just, how can you push the boundaries all the time and grow without making mistakes? That's not possible. And just on Friday, um, I had an amazing coachee who got an offer from BCG. And the night before, she was incredibly nervous and we did an exercise. And her two beliefs was, one is I am not prepared enough. And the other one was, um, I have to say the right thing. And if I, if I make a mistake, then I won't get the offer. And we got rid of these two beliefs and turned them around. Um, and... We turn it around is I have to make mistakes in order to get the offer. And she came back successfully. <laughs> and she said, Ritz, it was amazing because I made mistakes, but I got the offer. I made mistakes in the interview and I got the offer. But it was the belief that I can make mistakes that allowed me to perform, that actually allowed me to to speak my mind, think, say out loud what I see here, be my very best. And then if there's a mistake in there, um, it's a conversation with the interviewer. The interviewer is your friend. And then she allowed herself to make mistakes and she got the offer. So that proves that the belief, I have to say the right thing and if I make mistakes, then I won't get the offer. This case proves that this belief is just not true. It is only a belief and it's a very unhelpful belief. It's just a belief, nothing else. I've just told you a story <laughs> that it is not true, that there is cases where it's not true. 
It's not the truth. It's only a belief. So if you read Victor Chang, or if you follow Victor Chang, I mean, I greatly appreciate the man. He's he's awesome, but he does something terrible. He he has this thing where he says, if you make one mistake here, it's an automatic re rejection. He's got this thing about automatic rejection here, automatic rejection there. One mistake here will get you rejected automatically. The problem of think of listening to people like this and starting to think like this is that you you build you instruct your mind in a way that it cannot perform anymore because your mind operates logically and it operates based on the instructions you give it and it's very willing it's it's a funny relationship between the conscious mind and the mind because with the conscious mind, you ca you are able to give the mind instructions. But in the long run, in your day-to-day -day life and your large decisions, you don't operate with your conscious mind. The big decisions are made by the subconscious mind. It's, I wouldn't call it subconscious mind. It's just the other part of the brain that we don't experience consciously. And if you program it that way and you say... Mind, listen, if I make one single mistake, then I will be rejected. And your mind is like, uh-huh, okay, cool. I will obey this rule. And then your mind says, hey, I've got a solution. I won't say anything that I can't make a mistake. And what then happens is the feeling of going blank. Right? If you go into the interview and the question's coming and all of a sudden you're you go blank. That's what happens to people in the interview. They're like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> the thing is, they did know what to say. They just had instructed their mind never to make any mistakes and the mind had found the solution to say, okay, then I won't say anything. Because in the interview, you have to take the chance of being wrong. <laughs> and by the way, that's true for all of life. You have to take the chance of being wrong, of failing. I've struggled with this a lot. I have... I have... I have not done so many things because I always thought, what if it goes wrong? But the thing is, you have to think, yeah, but what if it goes right? What if this works out? Because for a long time, I, I, I led my life based on thinking, I'm so smart, I'll just do things that work out for sure. And then I, the things, the challenges I took up were so small that, yes, they worked out, but they, they, there was no payoff. <laughs> they were just so small. <laughs> yeah, You have to dare to, 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 to deliver a few bigger thoughts and maybe the interviewer disagrees and then you can have a good discussion around it yeah so please inquire what you're thinking about the the interview and what is your opinion and then challenge these thoughts and think you can always think the polar opposite of any thought or come join our group where people prepare um, got a course running where 
we have a weekly meeting and then we discuss these things and get these things out of the way and then people are successful good be great be amazing because i know you are great and you're amazing it just might be that you're thinking something else that there's a thought that says something else but i know you're great and i know you're amazing because you <laughs> you are somebody who is considering to go for one of the top jobs in the world you are amazing <laughs> that is that is official already and all the people i meet through this here they are all so amazing it just boggles my mind you're all so much smarter better more self-confident more creative more you're so much more than me it's it just boggles my mind at what age you're reaching all this oh my god so please open your eyes to how amazing you are and then go ahead and get the job of your dreams hope you enjoyed the show Join my free Facebook group, get a job at McKinsey BCG Bain to get a community of like-minded people. And if you want to go deeper, I host two free webinars, one on uh, how to be invited to the interviews and one on how to actually be a superstar in the interview. Uh, you can find both of them at moritzgruber.net. That's M-O-R-I-T-Z-G-R-U-B-E-R.net. moritzgruber.net. It's in the show notes anyway. See you tomorrow.